Welcome to Whole Minds Healthy Bodies, the podcast, part of the 360 Health Initiative from Aetna, exclusively for you, the MTA, where the goal is improving your total health and well-being. I'm your host, Kai, and we're here to talk about your path to inner peace, which is probably the opposite of what you think it is. How do you get out and take a walk instead of climbing into bed defeated? How do you silence the inner critic that keeps you from fulfilling your hopes and aspirations? During these challenging times, have you made a conscious effort to find peace today? Before I invite our expert Mindy Hill onto the program, it's really important that we acknowledge that what we're about to get into is a lifelong journey. You're going to find that moment of peace. It will then leave you because that is the nature of life, but you can find it again. It just takes work. Mindy Hill is a yoga therapist, personal trainer, and wellness educator. Her journey began 27 years ago after an injury forced her to realign her priorities and put her love of running to the side. Since then, she has found strength in teaching others about finding their path to inner peace. Welcome to the program, Mindy. Thank you. So I wanted to start off today by recognizing that this entire discussion is based off of the fact that the self needs to come to the realization that this is work only you can do, and it's not easy. So how do we start to build some consistency a ritual, a daily plan, whatever you want to call it. I would suggest if you are new to this, baby steps. Don't expect to wake up, you know, tomorrow morning and say you're going to spend an hour in doing something new, meditation, running, walking, breathing. Um, do baby steps. Start three times a week. Set out a goal before Monday even comes, right? I love journaling, but you can do a calendar, your, your you know, scheduling. Schedule time in for self-care. And self-care is mental health as well. Mental health is a huge part of it. And we don't talk about that all the time. So schedule time in for whatever that is that's going to be good for you. Walking, running, nature, sitting out under the stars, breathing, meditation, anything that gets you out of your stressful thoughts and your head. Gotcha. So schedule that time in. And, you know, and again, reiterating the fact that it's what you determine as self-care because the books, the resources, you know, it's, it, you can go find the answers you want to hear, but really it's about that, that searching of self to find out what is it that brings me peace and to, you know, mindfully build that into your day. Um, and I think you had recommended maybe not doing it on a Monday. Yes. I, I, I've, <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time, only because of, uh, by experience, don't start any diet. Don't start any ritual. Don't start any new job. Even if you don't have to on a Monday, it's just not uh, a good Mondays are really Monday ish. <laughs> and it's not uh -huh, a good yes. time to start anything new that you think is going to stick. Start on a Friday. That's great. Yeah. You're in a great mood. <laughs> so we've made this schedule, you know, it's going really well. And then you take a step backwards, right? Maybe you've started that diet and then felt like you, 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 know, you let yourself have a cookie. Um, and then you start to beat yourself up and these, just these feelings of anger and guilt. And, you know, how do we navigate those emotions? Cause those to me are the ones that would obliterate at least my path to inner peace. You know, I'm someone who does very much navigate those kinds of emotions so how can we teach ourselves to first recognize them? And then, you know, what do we do with them? For all these, for trauma, um, anger, all these deep emotions that we have towards ourselves and other people, uh, it take, it, it's, it's a lifetime of digging into them and seeing where they're coming from. And again, a lot of them are coming from the past, most likely. But it's also just about self-awareness. And I think meditation, yoga, journaling, 
mindfulness helps us figure out where they are coming from and then how we are going to deal with them. The easy answer would say, be to say, if you don't, don't strive for perfection, no, none of us are perfect. And that's a killer of any kind of um, joy or peacefulness because we're not going to strive for being better than you were Mm. yesterday. Yeah, I definitely can relate to the perfectionism comment. I'm definitely someone who everything needs to be perfect. And um, I just think the idea that sometimes today just sucked, you know, (laughs) yeah, because we we have to be really careful about this, you know, you know, toxic positivity. Can you can you talk a little bit about, you know, it's just something that's not even real. You know, it's not it's not even attainable. We have to we have to be I don't know if the words gentle on ourselves, but kind to ourselves. Be kind to yourself like you would yeah. be to a, a, a friend. The things that we think in our head and the things we usually say to ourselves and the way we treat ourselves, we would never right. treat a friend like that. You know, you messed up today. You didn't do your walk, you didn't do your meditation, you ate horribly, and then you lost your temper. You know what? Start all mm. over tomorrow and, and do better yeah. tomorrow. And try don't try not to enter that. I think what it's called a shame cycle, yes. right? You just yes. kind of get in your head and you just kind of beating yourself up. Yeah. How can you break that wheel? Consistency. You know? Consistency. One thing I wanted to mention was about how can we even get on this path is when you start it, you start so say you had a great five days of your routine, whatever that is, inner peace routine. Uh, then you start to build confidence in yourself. Like, oh, I can do this. I can eat, I can eat healthy. I can mm-hmm. get up five minutes early to do a meditation and then walk after work. And then you see momentum building and you start to build confidence in yourself, almost like a vitamin. Now you now you've got the ball rolling and you don't right. want to, you don't even want to sleep in. You want to get up that five minutes early because you're on a roll. And just, you know, recognize that the nature of life is gonna throw a curveball at you. There's gonna be chaos. Yes. There's got to be a little bit of flexibility, even even with the idea of scheduling. Absolutely, you know th- this idea of self care. Just be prepared. Be flexible. Start again tomorrow. That's all we have to. That's all we do anyway. You know, so start over again. Start again tomorrow. I love it. So it's kind of got got me thinking about how our past plays a role in this path to inner peace, right? Whether good or bad, we are shaped by what has happened before. Um, so, you know, how do we revisit our past in a healthy way? when it has played such a huge role in our current state of self. Getting to know yourself, listen to what yourself is saying, what yourself is feeling. Most of us don't, you know, we feel upset. We feel angry. We want to cry. And there's so many resources out there for that. Self-examining our past. A lot of us were traumatized in the past, just maybe in little ways, maybe in big ways. And it has to heal. You need to heal that. Sometimes you might have to actually, you know, seek counseling, but there's other ways um, talking to friends Mm -hmm. And again, I always go back to yoga and meditation because, and journaling, because those are ways that we can get to know ourselves. Wow. And can you remember a time when you maybe didn't recognize feelings that you now recognize today? hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I, when I used to be perfect. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and now that my kids are all grown. I joke with the friends that we all, that we all hung out together. Aren't you glad you don't have to be perfect anymore? You know, the house was perfect. Your clothes were perfect. Your kids were perfect. You worked all day and you never were tired. I mean, of course I'm, I'm joking. And then I'd go to bed and I would cry Mm -hmm. because I was so exhausted. And I didn't know that everyone else was crying. Yeah. Well, it is, you know, the (laughs) idea that you didn't know everybody else was crying too. Like 
this conversation is being more and more normalized, right? We're, yes, well, we're, this, was, this was 20 years ago, yes. Yeah, you know, we're seeing it on the news, this idea of resiliency and burnout. Um, you're seeing it being talked about at the workplace, um, checking in with coworkers about how they're feeling mentally, you know, mental health is health. So, you know, the, another word I kind of wanted to throw out there that, that can kind of hinder us on our path to inner peace is this idea of feeling worried. How does that differ from like anger or, or the trauma associated with that anxiety? Like what's happening when like we are worried? Worried is a useless tool. Well, you need to take action. That's different than worrying. Worry is just a waste of time. And we I talked about, I talk about this quite often. For instance, say you have a doctor's appointment next Friday and you're worrying for the entire week and you're scared and you're losing sleep and you can't eat. You know, some people really get that, that worried about certain things. And uh, maybe you have a panic attack. You, you can't even go to work because you're so worried. And then you go to the doctors, no matter what result happens, that you just lost yeah. a whole week. Whether, you know, and whether the result is you know, a good diagnosis or, or a bad test, you just lost seven days of your life worrying about yeah. that. You know, being worried and the doctor reminds me of I got some blood work done for a physical. And of course, the results came back a week before I had a chance to meet with my doctor. And so here I am with these blood results, which is laundry list of numbers. And I'm Googling and like, oh, this looks high. And oh, my gosh, this looks really high. And, you know, my wife is trying to tell me, stop worrying. Yes. Like, you don't know anything. And of course, I get I get to the doctor and, you know, clean bill of health. Everything was fine. But it's just an, it's just an example of that. In there. Yes, it, it is. And then you look and then you're Googling everything. And now you can Google everything. So, you know, right. you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to be careful when we go because we can go find the answers we want to hear, right? I stop. I don't do that anymore. I stop that. Yeah. So, you know, as yeah. we kind of round out the conversation, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this idea of self-inquiry because I know we, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but for someone who's new to this, um, being able to identify emotions and what to do with them, can can we talk a little bit about well, there's that? There's so many resources out there that I would like to, you know, I would like to talk about. You know, maybe maybe someone would like to sign up for classes. Um, there's lots of meditation classes out there. There's YouTube videos. There's lots of books on how to sit with that feeling. So we're used to running. We're used to running from our fear. When, when we're scared, when we're sad, when we're hurt, what do we do? We eat. We gossip. We call. We call someone. If you sit with it, and I, I've been trained in yoga for grief, but it works for anything. If you sit with that, that feeling, and it hurts, it actually is physical in your heart. And if you sit with it, it will go away. And that's part of self-inquiry. You can sit with these feelings and you don't have to even name them or, you know, they take your breath mm -hmm. away sometimes, especially a grief or a right. sadness or anxiety. But if you sit with it and let it pass, and that's another way of building some confidence. It's like you're, oh, I'm growing. I sat with that. Right. And- and also a good thing to know is that you're not alone because I know we always feel alone when we're in our, our pain, our angst, our anger, our self-loathing. Mm -hmm. And we're not, we're not, we're not alone. Everyone is going through something so that, you know, reach out to someone, but self-inquiry, you know, reading, writing, journaling. I'm a big proponent of journaling. So, you know, we started off the program just kind of talking about how this this is a stop along the way, this moment. Um, finding peace is a lifelong journey. Um, so can you just, to close it out, can you just help, can you talk to us about the idea of you know, acceptance, 
um, this moment and the idea that it can change at any time? Well, acceptance is something that is learned and let go of anything that you can't control, which is almost everything but your attitude. Self-acceptance is um, it's something that's really hard to come by. And I think it's really important. I think it's robbing our peace that we don't. We, I was thinking about this today when I was thinking about this podcast. I'm sure every one of us knows every single darn mistake we've ever made our whole in our life personally. Right. But do we know all the triumphs? Mm. Do we know all the people that we made happy? Do we know all the people's lives we changed? Do we know all the great things that we did? No, but we know every darn mistake we made probably since we were like seven. Right. Right. We could remember. So, you know, we've talked about so much for someone who's brand new to this, um, who's, you know, desperate to kind of seek that inner peace. Um, what's what's one thing you could recommend to a listener to kind of just just that baby step like you were talking about earlier? I would say look at your schedule for the next week. Carve out. Let's start with 10 minutes a day. Five minutes. Let's start with okay. five minutes a day. Five, five minutes. minutes. We'll graduate. Five to Five minutes a day. Five minutes, five days a week. Okay. Okay. To get to find some quiet time to to practice mindfulness, just putting some music on sitting with, um, sitting with yourself quietly. Don't fidget. Don't look at your phone, put your phone away five minutes. And it's, it's like, you're growing a muscle. You're growing a muscle. You're growing your mm-hmm. brain. You know what I mean? You're growing your mindfulness muscle. It's a great way to end it. So that wraps it up, everyone. This has been the whole minds, healthy bodies podcast, part of the 360 health initiative from Aetna exclusively for you, the MTA, where the goal is improving your total health and well-being. Be sure to check out wholeandhealthy.website where you can find more videos and podcasts on a variety of topics, including sleep, health, and well-being in the workplace, and eating right on the run and on a budget. Here you can also find the events page, which will have information on live, in-person discussions on these very topics with experts just like Mindy, who you have heard from today. Thanks again, Mindy. Thank you. Until next time, everyone, take care.